Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for being with us today. You are listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. You can visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions, and our blog as well. Today, our guest is Brittany Stout. From the day she was old enough to hold a pencil and scribble on her mother's walls, Brittany has had a love of art. A pastel artist and teacher, Brittany lives in Montana, with pine woods, majestic mountains, stunning skies, and rich vegetation and gardens offer ongoing inspiration for her art. She studied art at MSU Bozeman, where she received her BFA in painting and drawing in 2006. She also explores colored pencils and watercolors from time to time, but has worked with pastels for over 10 years and enjoys the immediacy of the medium as well as the vibrancy of its colors. Good morning, Brittany, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. Well, let's start off the show this morning with you telling our audience a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Um, well, like you said, um, I grew up in Montana, um, and I'm still here. I uh, did scribble on my mother's walls when she couldn't keep me supplied with paper, which she tried very hard to do. I was hardly an um, artist prodigy. And, yes, I love working with pastels. And I'm also a teacher. When you went to college, is teaching art what you wanted to do with your life? Well, not really. When I um, started college, I initially went into graphic design, but my heart just wasn't in it. It's not as personal as, you know, getting your hands on the paper and working with the materials like that. So then I switched to just studio art and um, got my degree in that. And then, you know, I'm wondering, what's next? So I started working with with the Boys and Girls Club as an art director. So I was teaching art and, well, arts and crafts to kids, and I loved it. Um, I, I think I didn't initially consider teaching because I'm kind of shy and quiet. So I'm like, I don't know if this is really something for me, but once I got it, you know, once I got going with it, it's so meaningful and inspiring. And I'm like, maybe I can do this. So then I went back to school and got my certification. Well, when did you first become interested in creating art? Well, I think it's something I've always enjoyed. 
But it wasn't really something I thought seriously about doing until maybe my junior year of high school. And maybe that was also when I started working with pastels. Was there a defining moment when you said, yes, I'm going to be an artist? I don't really remember such a thing. I think, you know, I started, they started offering art classes in junior high, and I, you know, I've taken art classes since then, but I, I don't know, I didn't really feel confident maybe about my abilities and things, and I wasn't sure if it was a very good direction to go in and things like that. I just know that about my junior year of high school, you know, that's when you're applying to colleges and applying for scholarships and things like that. That's what I wanted to do. I just, I wanted to do something that made me happy. So art was it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, is there an artist that has inspired you in your art? Um, I'm not really sure. Um, I think that there are are lots of artists I admire and really appreciate as far as whether or not they shaped my artistic processes and directions and things like that. I'm not sure. But um, my favorite artist, well, artists are um, like Claude Monet and... I really enjoy the Impressionists, just the light and the color that they went after. Mm -hmm. I love Monet's flower gardens and water lily paintings and stuff like that. Well, the art that you have on the gallery, a contemporary art gallery online, is uh, flowers. Is that your favorite topic for your paintings? It seems to be... um, I know when I sit down or stand at my easel and I don't have an idea, a plan of what I'm going to do next, you know, and I'm thinking, what should I do next? I'm thinking something with color and so that usually leads to flowers. I love flowers, um, the color, and I usually try and find something with a little bit of light too. I think that's really where my passion is with art. I do do other things, though, like animals, cats and dogs, landscapes. I love waterfalls, especially in lakes and reflections and sunsets. That's another thing with color, so color and light. (laughs) Oh, and I also did buildings. I've done buildings when I was graduating from Bozeman, I, I did my thesis on buildings. Tell the audience about your art process. Sure. Um, I admit I work from photographs, um, my own photographs. And so it's just about being out and about. There's plenty of inspiration here in Montana, like you said earlier. All I have to do is walk outside my door practically, and there's a garden or a wildflower or a forest or something. And I always have my camera. And sometimes I'm thinking about the composition before I take the picture. And sometimes I just take the picture and then I change it a little bit, change the composition and things like that. 
But anyways, once I have the photograph, then I I have it kind of how I want it. Then I start with a drawing, and most of the time it's pretty detailed. I I want to know where I'm going. I'm a big planner that way. So it's you know it's got all the shapes and sometimes the the light and dark areas, and sometimes they even um, color it in a little bit with the values um, with the pencil before I start drawing or coloring or whatever. And then I start with the pastel, and I work from the back of the picture, so the background. So in the case of flowers, it would be, you know, like the leaves and the vegetation and stuff usually first. The thing with pastels is it's easy it's easy to overlap and layer, but once you have it in, it's it's not as easy to work around it. So I start with the background, and then I can do the flower on top and go over any areas that I might have might have gotten into with my background. I uh, start with they have different kinds of pastels, so I start with um, harder pastels like new pastels, they don't deposit as much um, pigment and such perhaps um, as the softer pastels. Um, So they're good for doing large areas and working up towards the detail. Um, And then I work, of course, towards the softer pastels. Um, They go over the top of anything very easily. Um, They're like butter. Um, and they're very good for details when you already have a ton of pastel and stuff underneath, um, things like that. Well, on average, from start to finish, how long does it take you to create one of your works of art? It depends. Sometimes I can do something in a day. Um, Most of the time, I'd say at least a week. Sometimes as long as a month. Sometimes when I'm busy teaching and things like that, it's much longer because I don't have the time to get in there, but I try to do something every week. (laughs) Do you work on one painting at a time, or at any time do you have more than one painting in process? Um. A lot of the time right now I have more than one going. My really my favorite part, the part I look forward to the most, um, as far as my artistic process is working with the pastel. I cannot wait to get to the color and get my hands dirty and things like that. So sometimes I'll do a bunch of drawings and then I can just work with the pastel on those one right after the other. So yeah, I've got more than one going, so that I can do that. <laughs> well, is there an artist you believe your work is similar to? I think I would have to say, at least for the flowers, Georgia O'Keeffe. Not that I sit down and think about Georgia O'Keeffe did this, so I'm going to, too. It's more just, this is what I want to do. But she did large paintings of flowers, and my work is also fairly large, so I think I'd have to say Georgia O'Keeffe. 
Well, Brittany, I think this is a good time to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we'll talk about your art that you submitted for the June art competition where you were the winner. Okay. I don't want to let everyone know that you can view and purchase Brittany Stout's artwork by going to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, click on the Artist tab, and then on Brittany Stout's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants today. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the Membership tab and follow the prompts. If you're a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, again, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form. And again, to view Brittany's stunning artwork, to re-listen to this interview, and of course purchase some of the wonderful art, please click on the Artist tab and then on Brittany Stout's name. Well, Brittany, the piece that won the June art competition was Rainbow of Tulips. Tell the audience about that piece. It's kind of more of a still life than anything, especially compared to the other ones. That one, I just went to the store and bought some tulips. You can only get them when they're in season here, which is spring. So, and they're one of my favorite flowers. And then uh, I think I did some sketches and I took pictures and then sort of played with the arrangement and took more pictures. And, and then I think I put it away for a little bit. And then I kept coming back to it. You know, just all the colors and things. And I'm like, this is just something I need to do. And so I did. What paintings of yours is your favorite? Of the ones on the gallery, I really like the purple and white iris. For one, um, it's purple. <laughs> and that's my favorite color. <laughs> I, don't, it's, I love the the flow in the background and the flower, like the petals and things, they just seem so soft and gentle, I guess. Um, I also really like um, the Lady Slipper Among Thistle just because it's, I think there's nice contrast there. You know, like Lady Slippers are very rare and you think of them as, as this very delicate flower and then there's that thistle right there, kind of a monster. So I like that contrast. Well, two of your paintings I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Probably my favorite, though, is A Little Sunshine. Well, the A Little Sunshine one, um, it's a sunflower, and they actually, a couple blocks from my apartment here, they have a Head Start school. And along the fence, there's all these sunflowers. I, sunflowers, I wouldn't say they're my favorite flower, but they're, I just find them so amazing. Um, they're so hardy, and they they can get so tall, and I just think that's incredible. So I think that flower, it can very well possibly have been taller than I am, and not many things are, so... <laughs> Well, my other one favorite is 
face-to-face. Tell us about that painting. That one, um, every summer I have kind of an indoor garden, and pansies are also another one of my favorite flowers. Um, So I had purchased some pansies and potted them, and then I put them on my windowsill in my art studio, and they do really well. Um, And that one, you know, I probably had taken some pictures and studied them and things, and then it's surprising what you find, you know, when you look at your pictures after after the fact. I really like pansies with faces on them, and and this one, you know, they're kind of just looking at each other, like maybe they're talking. I don't know. So I I thought that was interesting. I when I can, I like to try and tell a story with my art. So that one seemed to have something going on there like that, as well as the light and color. Well, tell the audience, if you would, your philosophy about art. Um, my philosophy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as my art, um, I, I'm re- I really go after color and light and, you know, um, whether or not it tells a story. Sometimes there, all of those are combined, sometimes not. As far as my art, I want it to be realistic, more representational. And then flowers and sunsets and things, they, you know, I really find them amazing. And there's kind of a wow factor. And I want to get that across. So that's why I make things kind of on the large scale to try and share that, you know. So that when they look at my art, they go, wow, that's cool, you know. <laughs> and then also there's kind of a there's kind of a physical element to it, to creating such a such a big piece. I think I like that too because I'm a I'm a pretty physical person, very active. <laughs> well, certainly one of the things that we admired in you paintings was the attention to detail and they mm-hmm. do they look lifelike and very realistic and and even mm-hmm. the small details you put in we just thought that was just very wonderful yeah yeah and that's something that is necessary when you're working when you want your artwork to be representational realistic and that, actually, that's one thing I found kind of interesting doing the the one called face-to-face is it's smaller. It's only 9 inches by 12 inches. And so I think that it's, it's maybe a little bit looser, you know, because when you're working with a big 3-quarter-inch pastel stick on uh, a tiny piece of paper, you know, it's harder to get those details in there. So I thought that was interesting. What is the largest piece of art that you've created? I think about 32 by 40 inches. I think I would do it. I think I would make bigger pieces than that. It's just working out the logistics. Um, Pastel is something, it's a very lasting medium, but 
it's also very delicate, at least until it's framed. Um, and it's hard to frame things that aren't that big. So um, lately I've just been doing, you know, about 22 by 30 or so, which seems to satisfy me. But, yeah, I think I would do it bigger if I could. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> well, you've been a professional artist for a number of years. Tell the audience what you think is one of the hardest parts of being an artist. Um, maybe I think I maybe have a couple things. Um, one is getting out there, letting people know that you're there. It's it's not easy, especially for me because I am quiet and kind of an introvert. Um, so you really have to get out of your comfort zone and just let people know that you're there um, and talk about it and things like that. And then and then find as many opportunities as you can. And then also uh, just believing in yourself. I know when I was in college, the professors always said, <laughs> you get way more um, rejects, rejections than you do acceptance, you know. So... They're like, put those in a box and save them. Be proud of them. You know, it's just part of the deal. And you got to keep going no matter what. Well, I think, you know, the marketing is one of the harder parts, especially for artists. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that really is a different hat that an artist has to wear or part yeah. of, of being an artist. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Um, I've heard you say on previous shows that uh, the business of an artist and, you know, the creation side of an artist are two different things, and they really are. Well, you mentioned earlier in the conversation, you know, that you're teaching art now. Do you take classes, though, to improve your artistic skills? Sometimes, um... I think more I take classes just just for the fun of it <laughs> and, you know, to meet other people, networking, things like that. Um, but it is it is a good thing to go out and stretch yourself sometimes. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think that, you know, like any, any other profession, art, your skills involved in art, and certainly not to say that there isn't a lot of talent, but there is a mm-hmm. skill set, and mm-hmm. I think artists generally they do they work on that skill set a lot, in, whether it be through mm-hmm. you know, classes or just you know working at it in your spare time at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's good to get other people's feelings and ideas and things like that um, rather than just sit at home, you know, in a box. Eventually, your art is going to reflect that. And then, you know, like you mentioned other professions, um, teachers, you know, they have to take classes and things like that every so often. And so, yeah. It's just a good thing to do. Well, and mentioning that, you know, meeting other artists and 
being around other artists, that's also, I think, a very important thing that all artists should do. Uh, mm-hmm. As you said, it, yeah. it gets your, you know, you talk with people that, one, they share your passions, but you you can pick up something that, you know, a process maybe that they use or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're, what, where they get their inspiration. And if you look, you know, great artists around the world have always mm-hmm. hung out, if you will, with other artists talking yeah. about their craft. Yeah, and... It's. It doesn't even have to be, for me, it doesn't even have to be, you know, other professional artists, although it certainly is part of it. But um, even just the students can be inspiring and, I found, and kind of <laughs> get your creative juices flowing. Um, and actually, that's how I got into the watercolor and colored pencil, and I took some classes on that. Well, Brittany, we are getting towards the end of the show, and I always ask artists for words of advice that they would give to someone who's just entering the art world. I think what I always tell my kids is don't be afraid of trying and failing um, at something because they get... They, it's like they want it to be perfect, whatever that is. But perfectionism is paralyzing, and so then they just get so afraid of doing something. And I'm just like, just try it. Forget about the words, I can't, and just do it. And even if it's not perfect, you learn from it and and grow, and ultimately that's a good thing. So. Well, Brittany, I want to thank you for joining us this morning on An Artist Speaks. Thank you. I really enjoyed speaking with you, and there's no doubt we'll be hearing more from you and, and your, about your art in the near future. And I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. And again, to view Brittany's stunning artwork, to re-listen to this interview, and of course purchase some of Brittany's art, please click on the Artist tab and on Brittany Scout's name. I would like to inform everyone that Contemporary Art Gallery Online has a monthly art competition. To compete, go to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the Art Competition tab for additional information. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the Membership tab and follow the prompts. If you're a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, again, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form. An Artist Speaks airs every other Saturday, so we'll meet again in two weeks. Thank you for listening to us today, and have a great rest of your weekend.